Paul Keaton once said, I think the rise of China is one of the great events of all economic and human history. And I think this will be overwhelmingly a positive thing for the region and the world. Imagine for a moment, Asia asked the United States to withdraw its military presence. The regional countries breathe a sigh of relief. Australia wants to re-establish its economic ties with China following the collapse of its economy. Then suddenly, tensions flared up on the Taiwan Straits. The U.S. establishes a blockade in the South China Sea with the assistance of Japan, South Korea, and yes, Philippines. As a result, China is running low on energy supplies and an emergency summit of the Central National Security Commission is called in. So what's next, you may ask. In this video, I am going to provide you my analysis as to what if this scenario becomes a reality. Is China ready for such an eventuality? And if China is, then the only guarantee is that it is ready militarily, or is it? So fasten your seatbelt and let's take a ride exploring the new horizons of the geopolitical highways. Our show today is sponsored by Noble Gold. My name is Dr. David Waralu, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. China has announced that it will be boosting its military spending in the coming years to counter what it describes as escalating threats from abroad. Is China preparing for war? The country has decided to spend $225 billion on defense this year. I repeat, $225 billion. One fact that I can assert with confidence is this. Washington will find itself facing two terrifying scenarios. If the one I started early becomes a reality. Putting my geopolitical analyst hat on, I argue and warn that the United States is not ready for war with China. So the next logical question becomes, why is China building up its military? Anticipation of an unavoidable conflict? National defense security interests? Changes to the geopolitical landscape? Changes to the global security landscape? Or all the above? But first, let me get you a brief background. The Chinese government decided recently to increase the financial allocation to the Chinese military by 7.2% this year, 2023, which will allow it to continue modernizing its military. Beijing plans to spend 1.5 trillion yuan, the equivalency of $224 billion on its defense. And by the way, this amount is three times less than the United States defense budget. Speaking of the U.S. defense budget, President Biden signed the National Defense Authorization Act into law on December 23rd, 2022 approving the 2023 defense budget and allocating, get this, $816.7 billion to the Department of Defense. Placing China's defense increase under the security and geopolitical lenses, I argue that the Chinese leadership faces several challenges on various fronts, from the Taiwan Straits file 
to the U.S. naval and air military presence in the South China Sea. The People Liberation Army, or PLA, the world largest in number and second in budget. From Brussels and London to Paris and Washington, analysts argue that China's defense increase aims to assert China's sovereignty ambitions vis-à-vis its neighbors and to train for the supposed incursion of Taiwan. Hmm, that's very odd. Compare this statement to what the U.S., NATO, and collective West stated about the current conflict in Ukraine and how it's all started. One thing is sure is that since 1980s, China, thanks to a significant rise in GDP over the years, has gradually financed the modernization of its military. Yet, its defense budget has not ballooned in comparison to that of the United States. Now, a word from our sponsor. We are at war and we are in recession. Two things the government does not want you to know, but it's only a matter of time until cracks start to show. And do you know who will get hit the most? You. That's why you need to protect yourself and your family, because things will get worse. Fortunately, Noble Gold Investments is here to help you. You've worked so hard to build up your savings and investments to see it all crash to bits. A precious metal IRA with Noble Gold Investments ticks all the boxes to keep you safe. And this month, they are giving away a beautiful Gold Eagle bullion coin with every qualifying IRA of $50,000 or higher. Stop worrying and visit our special link. That's geopoliticsgold.com. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. There is always a risk of investments and there is no guarantee of any kind. Let's look at China's military capabilities. I focus this analysis on six elements. One, number of soldiers. Troop numbers have been sharply reduced over the past decade as part of a campaign to modernize, professionalize, and improve spending. The People's Liberation Army has over 2 million trained men and women on active duty. Ground troops make up the bulk of the army with 965,000 soldiers, while the Navy has 260,000 members and the Air Force has 395,000 members. There is also a strategic missile force of 120,000 and a paramilitary arm with 500,000 soldiers. And this according to the Economic Times. Chinese President Xi Jinping called on the military to complete its modernization by 2035 and make it world-class by 2050. This is born out of a strategy not a policy on the whim. Two, nuclear warheads. China, the fifth country to develop nuclear weapons, now maintains an arsenal of between 250 and 350 nukes. This contrasts to the U.S.'s arsenal of 5,800 weapons, with 1,373 deployed on missiles, bomber bases, 
or submarines at any one time. Russia, meanwhile, has a total of 6,375 weapons with 1,326 deployed. But the Pentagon accused Beijing recently of wanting to increase its nuclear arsenal to 1,500 warheads by 2035. Let history be your guide as you question the credibility of the report. Unlike the U.S., China vows not to initiate the use of nuclear weapons unless they are targeted. Number three, aircraft carriers. China has three carriers, only two, which are currently operational, and the third one is in a testing phase at the sea. However, the takeoffs and landings of aircraft on these ships are very complex and requires the training of many pilots, which is a very lengthy procedure. In contrast, according to the International Institute for Strategic Studies, the U.S. has 11 aircraft carriers. Imagine the cost to the U.S. taxpayers. And for what? For Air Force. Ask anyone in the U.S. military above the rank of a colonel. What keeps them awake at night? And they will tell you, China. The rising superpower across the Pacific. But what exactly are senior leaders afraid of? particularly in regard to the Chinese People's Liberation Army Air Force. China's Air Force is developing rapidly, backed by new fighters such as the J-16 and the J-16 stealth aircraft that probably double their annual production rate over the past three years. According to International Institute for Strategic Studies, in its report, the Pentagon estimated that China was, and I put this in quote, rapidly catching up with the ranks of Western air forces, end of quote. Number five, Navy. China is sometimes presented as the world's first naval power in terms of the number of ships ahead of the U.S. But China's fleet relies mostly on smaller ship classes, a far cry from American power. Number six, rules abroad. China has only one overseas military base in Djibouti, which it says is mainly dedicated to anti-piracy operations in the region. I was there and saw it with my own eyes. It's a very small in comparison to what we have let's say, in Okinawa or Bahrain. And just to remind you, the United States has about 750 bases around the world. China's military presence abroad is very limited, except for UN peacekeeping missions. So here is the big picture. China's defense budget increase coincided with NATO Secretary Stoltenberg recent visit to South Korea and Japan. However, NATO's shift to the Asia-Pacific region has its limits. There are two limitations. One are the constraints of NATO's own strategic positioning. It is a military alliance between the United States and Europe, 
to safeguard security interests in the European region. Its main target was initially the Soviet Union and then Russia in the post-Soviet era. Although the U.S. hopes to expand NATO as an important actor in global affairs, NATO's European orientation will not likely change in the context of a complex European security environment, given how, for example, it's NATO itself that created the Ukraine conflict. Two, the second constraints are of NATO's strategic identity. As a regional military organization, NATO's overall expansion will not only hinder policy coordination among its members, but will also erode NATO's own strategic identity and create more division within the alliance. Alas, the, cra the cracks inside NATO are already emerging. So here is my conclusion for you. NATO's Asia-Pacific turn clearly intends to target China, which brings certain geopolitical and security pressures on China, such as drawing international attention to the Taiwan questions and issues related to the South China Sea. However, given the limited nature of NATO's pivot to Asia-Pacific so far, China does not need to overreact, though it should closely monitor where it is heading. In fact, NATO's Asia-Pacific turn is largely a dynamic process that China will need to control and or influence. In this context, the best way to deal with NATO's Asia-Pacific turn is for China to run its own affairs well and strengthen its ability to rise above external shocks and challenges. As always, prepare yourself for challenging world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.